Welcome to another episode of the Players in the Game of Life. Today we want to use a biblical story to explain to you or to give an example of obedience to God and his, his benefits. I want to ask you a question first. Do you often find yourself wondering why God doesn't answer your prayers? Or why despite all your best efforts, the circumstances of your life still don't work out. The answer could be in your level of obedience to God. If you have received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and are still experiencing great spiritual frustration, there may be an area of disobedience in your life that you have not dealt with. Perhaps God has asked something of you and in response you have either ignored his words or done only part of what he asked you to do. True obedience to God means doing what God says when he says it, how he says it, as long as he says do it regardless of whether you understand the reason for it until what he says is accomplished. Before you try to make a list of everything God has ever asked you to do or not do, consider this. Is there one particular area in your life in which you struggle to obey God's word? As you read the scriptures, does he continually bring a specific sin to your attention? When you go to him in prayer, does the same issue surface repeatedly? If the Lord is bringing something to your mind right now, consider this. It could be that you have been living in the same uncomfortable situation for years because at some point you chose to do things your way instead of God's way. Understanding this key distinction between your way and God's way can make a tremendous difference in your life. You must place obedience at the top of your priority list. But to do so, I think you need to see why obedience plays such an important role in your relationship with God. And there may be no better biblical example to illustrate the point than Noah, a man who obeyed God even when what God asked him to do didn't seem to make sense. God called this man to do something extraordinary something that seemed both impossible and illogical. And Noah complied without asking any questions. Find that in Genesis 6 and 9. Noah obeyed God despite what other people thought of him. When we choose the path of obedience, we also must be prepared for the negative responses we will undoubtedly receive. 
Will it always be popular to obey God? No. Will people criticize you? Probably. Will they think you do some ridiculous things? <laughs> no doubt. Will they laugh at you? Oh, yes. But think about this. Noah chose to walk with God in the midst of a corrupt society. Is our, is our society corrupt today? Are you walking with God today? Or are you doing what you want to do? In fact, it had grown so wicked that God determined to destroy every living human being on the face of the earth with the exception of one family, Noah's. We can only imagine what those evil people must have said to Noah as they watched him day after day. But soon after the raindrops started falling, all the mocking dried up. We can deduce an important key to obedience from the life of Noah. When God tells us to do something, we must not focus on the things or the persons who try to distract us from doing it. If Noah had begun to listen to his critics, he would not have built the ark and he would have been swept away with everyone else. Instead, he chose to obey God, regardless of any misgivings he might have had. The Holy Spirit enables us today to obey every one of God's commandments. If this were not possible, God would not be a just God. Therefore, whatever he requires of us, whether it was painful or joyful, profitable or costly, reasonable or peculiar, our Heavenly Father will help us to obey Him. What kind of God is this? Not only does He give you an impossible task, but He also helps you to do it. Obedience must be a priority in every believer's life. It is the only way you will ever become the person God wants you to be. And the only way you will ever achieve the things in life that he has so wonderfully prepared for you. The Holy Spirit enables you to walk obediently before God in his strength and his power. My prayer for you, my brothers and sisters, my petition to God on your behalf is that you will choose to obey him even if you don't understand why he asks you to do something. That way you can become the person he wants you to be. Do the work he desires of you. Bear the fruit he enables you to bear and receive the blessings he has prepared for you. The Holy Spirit enables you to walk obediently before God. These are things that we cannot do on our own. We don't have the strength, the intelligence, 
or sometimes even the desire to do the things that God would have us to do. I love the, the scripture in Jeremiah 29 and 19, 29 and 11. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. God has some stuff for you. Let, let, let me tell you this story. There was a man that died. This is a fictional story, but just, just listen to me, please. There was a man that died, and he went to heaven. And when he went to heaven, God met him. And he said, come on, walk with me. I want to show you something. So God took him to this big door. I mean a big door, tall as the redwood trees in California. It had gold knobs on it, and the glass was like diamonds, and the knobs were, were like I say, were, were solid gold and emerald trimmed and all like that. It was just a fantastic, beautiful door, big as I don't know what. God opened the door, and when he opened the door, the man saw all kind of boxes, big boxes, gigantic boxes, little bitty boxes. And God said, what do you think? He said, I don't know, God, what is this? He said, these are all the things that you missed out on by your disobedience. He had so much stuff, there were so many presents there that God had had for him. He didn't get those presents. He didn't get all the things that God had for him here on this earth that he could have had. Truly, yes, he did get to heaven. But God said he came so we could have life and have it more abundantly. And in having it more abundantly, that means right here on this earth. We could live peacefully. That's not saying that we're not gonna live, that we're gonna live without any problems, without any kind of circumstances that would come upon us. But when we do have those trials and tribulations, he'll be with us to take us through them, which would make us then able to talk to somebody else they'll say how can I put it we go through it so they don't have to do it in that case in that fact we help other people and we are working for God I'm gonna tell you they say the wages of sin is death God isn't paying us it's just when we please him he does things to please us I would much rather do those things that God would have me do and get his reward than go out and try to do some other things that I get paid for, I get money for, I get a lot of money for it. Could possibly be rich for doing it. But my rewards, my rewards would not match up to anything that God has for me. My brothers and sisters, I ask you, this being the Christmas season. Let's enjoy life. Let's try to be as obedient as we absolutely can. And when we find out that that part or whatever he asks us to do that we can't do, let us remember to call upon the Holy Spirit. If you are in Christ Jesus and you have accepted him as your personal Lord and Savior, believe me when I tell you, he will fix it so the things that you go through you won't look like you went through. And there is nothing too impossible for God. 
I thank you for giving me a little of your time. I hope and pray that you share this with somebody that you love. And smile. Go out and tell somebody that what you've been through, they don't have to go through. Because if they listen to you, they'll be all right. But what you'll be telling them is how God was good to you. And since God is no respecter of person, what he did for you, he can do for them too. God bless you. Talk to you later. Have a pleasant one. See you next week.